Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Feral Sins, the first book in Suzanne Wright's Phoenix Pack series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform, and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRon, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway-free animals, pens, stickers, books, and bookmarks. And a special shout-out to our patrons for all of your support. We love you guys, as always. <gasps> so excited okay. for our Patreon-exclusive review, which is going to be How to Flirt with a Naked Werewolf by... By Molly Harper. Yeah, I'm super excited about this one. Yes. And Julia and I were just talking about how it was so great to read this werewolf romance mm-hmm. yeah. or wolf shifter romance because we're kind of getting into that fall mood reading mood oh, yeah. where we want more of the types <laughs> of like paranormal yes. romance and yes. stuff like that, fantasy romance. And I was telling Juliet also that I feel like I'm already cheating on my September TBR because <laughs> currently today is actually the 12th. So we're not even halfway done with September. And I'm already thinking about my October TBR. And I'm like, oh, all the werewolf romances, all the vampire romances that I'm yeah. going to read. And I just get really excited for that because like reading this book and having all the alpha possessive vibes, oh, like yes. that's our jam. Yes. That's that's what we love about shifter romances. Yes, for sure. And this book definitely delivered. <laughs> so I'm really excited about the books that I'll pick up in October. And actually there is a um, kind of like – Readathon, month long readathon that's happening. It's called Bang in the Night. And um, <laughs> I love that. I freaking love that. Isn't that an awesome, awesome thing? And they have so many different little um, squares that you can hit. And one of them is Howling for You, a shifter romance. So there's just so many good prompts on there. I love it. Like one of them is Who You're Going to Call. So it's ghosts. So I, I need to find it. a ghost These romance. They are so cute. They are. And then they have Something Wicked This Way Comes. It's oh, wicked yes. in the title. Like, so witchy. I'm so ex- in full moon on the cover or to step back. Oh, I have like, oh my God, I have like a historical paranormal that I'm just thinking about. And the step back has like wolves and like, Ooh. um, and a full moon. I might go grab that one. Okay. I'm like thinking <laughs> quiet. Yes. I just, yes. Like, I just like spooky season. Me too. I, it just it's makes my me, favorite. it makes me really happy. I wish we had the weather yes. to match. I say this all the time, but our fall weather doesn't hit till like late December. October. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I remember one or two, uh, uh Halloweens that were cold because we were like chilly as we were walking around that night. So it can get cooler. And I will say we had a break this week. Um, it wasn't cool, y'all. But like literally I woke it was up and it was sometimes wasn't. below 80. Yes. Sometimes. I, I woke up and it was like 68. And I was like, what? What is this? That's Quickly crazy. warms up, but at least yeah. we get a little a little it, breeze. Yeah, it hit 90 by the end of the day. But still. Still. <laughs> We, we like those. It's so funny. I saw a post the other day um, on Facebook. Someone shared, like, as soon as one cool breeze passes through, everyone's like, oh, time for gumbo. Time for gumbo. Time for gumbo. Okay. Yes. Gumbo so, weather. Gumbo weather. <laughs> so funny. We already had our first gumbo because of the hurricane. Yeah. We usually cook gumbo when there's a hurricane. It didn't hit us. So, which we're grateful for, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited for like cold weather plus gumbo. That's what I'm looking forward to. It just, it's a vibe guys. It's a vibe. Yeah. My youngest son doesn't understand because he requested it for his birthday dinner back in August, like August 11th. (laughs) And he's like, I haven't had gumbo in forever. I'm like, baby, it's cause it's hot. And he's like, but I don't understand why it has to be cold (laughs) to have gumbo. I'm like, it's a thing. We don't know, baby. It's just what we do down here. (laughs) Who made this rule? I know. He was very confused and very upset about it. I think it's just because it's such like labor intensive. If you're making your own roux, you have to sit over the hot pot and stir that roux. I made I made my own gumbo. I even using I used the jarred roux and it still heated up the kitchen so much that I would like It's just hot. I was yeah, sweating. You're sweating while you're making the gumbo. So yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears go into gumbo. It's worth it. But it you is know. worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. So, guys, let's jump into how we discovered this book. Thank you, Jen Marshall, <laughs> for reading this book and really loving it. And when I needed a new paranormal to put on the podcast, I was so intrigued by the premise of this book. And I'm just, I love wolf shifters. They are my favorite. Yeah. I think shifter 
you know, species that yeah. I like to read about. There's something about wolves. I don't know what it is. It's like yeah. bonds. And I love alpha possessive heroes. And let me tell you, Suzanne Wright definitely delivers that oh, with these yeah. characters. So I'm going to go over the characters really briefly. And then we're going to jump into the spoiler section so we could talk about all the crazy shenanigans <laughs> that happened in this book. <laughs> so first we have Taryn, our heroine. And she's the daughter of a wolf alpha. But she, even though she's a healer, which is a great thing to be, she has this healing ability. So if anybody in her pack is hurt, she can heal them. But she is a latent alpha wolf, an alpha female, which means that she cannot shift into her wolf form. And this, especially since the way that her father treats her, which is not great, Mm -hmm. um, causes the people in her pack to treat her like she's almost disabled. She's Mm -hmm. less than and easy pickings and stuff like that. And her father, like I said, is an asshole and doesn't do anything to correct this notion. So not only is Taryn struggling with that, but there's also this guy named Rocco who's like intent on mating with Taryn. Because then that means that he's a shoe in for like the next like alpha spot whenever her dad like dies. Mm-hmm. And her dad does nothing to discourage this relationship. Well, it turns out that she gets kidnapped in the very first chapter. That's exactly where we read. That's where we open. That's it's where like we open. Amazing. She's been kidnapped and she's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Awesome. And she sees these wolves and she recognizes this guy named Trey Coleman because he is, he has an infamous reputation. Mm-hmm. He is known as somebody who's a little bit unhinged. A little psycho. A little psycho. At 14, he challenged his dad to – who was an alpha mm-hmm. and challenged his dad to like a duel basically and got kicked out of his pack and formed his own – And he almost killed his almost dad Almost killed too. his dad. <laughs> and so he formed his own pack. And he has this reputation of when he shifts into his his wolf form and somebody challenges him, Mm -hmm. he becomes rabid. He is like feral and Mm -hmm. you cannot calm him down. So everybody's pretty much afraid of Trey Coleman. And Trey has this thing where his old pack, his uncle kind of wants to merge their two packs and become the alpha of both of them. And Trey's like, not a chance. And also he wants to stick it to Rocco, who he doesn't like. So he decides, let's kidnap Taryn, who is rumored to be his future mate. And let's see what's happening. And I love the way that Trey and Taryn form this alliance to get what they want and This is where the fake mate trope comes in. They pretend Mm -hmm. to be each other's mates. And I'm going to go into all the details in the spoiler section because it's actually a little bit complicated, but (laughs) it's so freaking exciting. And I love the way that it plays out. Yes. All right, guys. So we're heading to the spoiler section. So if you haven't read Feral Sins, go check it out and come back to chat with us. Okay. That opening scene. It was so good. I love that she woke up and she's like, wait, where the fuck am I? This I'm in is this not- cave system? <laughs> I'm in this, but it's like a cool cave. Like yeah. the, the walls are like creamy and smooth and it's like got like modern, like, um, you know, amenities, furniture and everything. It's like this. Yeah, it's not like an actual, like, Yeah, it's not like a cave. rough, gross cave. It's like a pretty, you know, <laughs> nice. like Mesa. Homey. You homey. Know? <laughs> it's very homey. It's a homey cave. But, uh, and she smells, I love too, she smells the scent of a male that's like an intoxicating scent. Like immediately, just like, ooh, this is very alluring. Like she's immediately attracted to just like his scent. Yes. Okay. And that's what I love about like, shifter romances in general is because you're not even just dealing with like regular attraction you're dealing with like the wolf's attraction to another like another wolf another layer another layer of attraction it's like this person smells delicious to me and also i didn't even think about till just this very second but the fact that he puts her in his room he doesn't put her in they have several guest rooms guys there's lots of guest rooms they could have put her in no he puts her in his room in his bed and um, I like how they can feel – so their wolf is a separate entity, kind of like um, Nalini Singh's uh, Psy Changeling series, yeah. The Changelings. It's a separate entity that they could feel, and they have, like, their wants and needs. And just like the Psy Changeling series, these wolves, like – these wolves kind of are more intuitive than their human half. So their human mm-hmm. half may be slow to the uptake on the attraction scale, <laughs> but their wolves are like pacing inside and they're like, ooh, ooh, yeah. I already feel bad. I like this wolf. <laughs> that one's mine. Human, we like this wolf. Just telling you. Sometimes the humans don't their, cooperate though. Yes, I love how their wolf like paces and like tries to claw to get to like what they want. It's just like awesome. It is. It. So it's like, it's not dual personality, but it's like having another layer to your own self. And it's, yeah. really, it's, it's really, it's a fun dynamic. And I love it. <laughs> and so apparently Trey kidnapped 
Taryn because not only does Roscoe or, or, or yeah, Roscoe, not Rocco. Not only does Roscoe owe Trey something, Roscoe's just a bad dude. Yes. And like let's stick it to him. But Trey needs to make alliances because of yeah. his uncle. His uncle has a bigger pack. And Trey has Trey's pack has been pretty isolated. Mm-hmm. They don't really communicate with other packs. Um obviously Trey has trust issues. Yeah. And but he, he wants to make an alliance with her father. Yeah, pack. and he heard like he'd had a little bit of intel that maybe she wasn't so keen on this match, you know, with Roscoe. And she's like, he's like, well, maybe I can convince her. Yeah, to you know, Taryn is ally insistent. With me, this you know? mark because like you can mark your mate, and Rock Roscoe marked her against her will, which we already know that's a douchebag move. Yeah, it's a and vi- it's definitely violating. Absolutely, you know? and she is like. Absolutely not. I don't want him. This was definitely against my will. And I love how they come up with a plan so that they can both get what they want. He wants an alliance. What better Mm -hmm. way than to mate with, you know, the daughter of this alpha. But it has to look like true mates. Yes. Yes, because the the dad really likes likes Roscoe for Mm -hmm. some ungodly reason. So it has to look like it's true. And so they catch a plan where it's like, okay, let's pretend to meet each other for the first time in a club. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's like in every – then they'll have witnesses. Because the thing is, if it's a true mate, there's no separating true mates. There's no like, oh, well, you know, so sorry. uh, I'll give her to Roscoe now. They know that if they're true mates, Trey would never, ever give her up. And she would never, ever go to another man, you know. And so the father would have to accept it. And so this is why it's so imperative that it's not just like, oh, we're just, you know, we're choosing to be mates for now. Yeah, it has has to be realistic because there's a difference between I'm going to commit to this person, but we're not like true mates to each other. And there's different, there's different like layers to it as well because you can imprinting. imprinting. Yeah. Um, so there's different <laughs> layers. It's not just, you know, there's this knowing that that's your true mate. You can imprint when somebody who's not your mm-hmm. true mate, too. Yes. And that's like a choice, an yes. actual choice. But you can't choose your true mate. That's just something that naturally happens, right. you know? Right. Um, so when they run into each other in the club, I really love it because it's all supposed to be pretend, right? You know? <laughs> and... When they run into each other, all those real feelings and the sexual chemistry is beyond explosive. Y'all. Y'all. He's like attacking her mouth. She is like wrapping her legs around his waist. And like the whole club just fades away. And he's also telling her that what he's going to do to her. Very like, dirty things. Okay. <laughs> Back at the camp, he's like, oh, and he's like, Fully like believing it. It's not like just like this is for show. He's That's another thing that I really, really like about this fake mate bond thing that yeah. they have going on because in a lot of like normal fake dating relationships, right. th- there's an agreement that outwardly in public, we're going to pretend like we're enamored with each other, but we're not right. actually going to do anything with each other. That yeah. comes later. Mm-hmm. Not so with this couple. No. This couple is like, <laughs> We have to make it super realistic, so we're gonna have to bang. Yeah, you know they're gonna, they're gonna need they're they're gonna they're gonna need to like smell like each other and everything else. Because I mean, you have to think. I mean, these are you know wolf senses. They know if you're actually like fucking, and they know if you're yeah. actually like you know if it's for real, for real. And so yeah, so so it's very understood yeah. that these people are going to bang. It's gonna be as real of a relationship as possible. Oh, Trey's sweet dirty mouth. He is Lord so dirty. Mercy. Hello, I love it. It was great. And also, so when there were some other members of her pack being like she's mated like you can't be kissing her and he was like no this is my mate and i have marked her like that was like a scratch that That was a that was was a a wound wound. that was not a marking that was not a marking and i found my mate so like fuck all you if you try to take her like are you gonna take me on and they're like no and he looked like he was about to go feral here and this is where i think i loved it too where it's like yeah it's fake but at the same time it's real. It's real. It's like really he happening. Feels this he way. feels he fe- this he's way. He's like, no, yes. you're not going to take her away from me. And like, that- I will gut you. That's, that's what I love. This is a type of energy. Awesome. This is a type of energy yes. that I need for yes. my my alpha possessive yes. heroes. That's what I look for. 100%. Absolutely. And she's turned on. She's like, oh, yeah, baby. Love this. And so the thing about it is this fake mating, 
Trey's pack is aware that they're not true mates, but that they're yeah. going to have to pretend. And the reason being is Taryn's father doesn't have the greatest reputation. They really don't like, they really don't like him and stuff. And so by proxy, they don't like her. So they kind of give her a hard time. There's yeah. a couple people who are fine and uh, like Grace and they, they, they don't give her a hard time yeah. at all. Even his beta, Dante, is very like on board with this. Yeah. But also Dante realizes before they even realize that they are true mates. <laughs> I love <laughs> how Dante's just kind of like, you're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. Like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk I'll just later. wait. I'll just wait and see how this unfolds. I yeah. love that part. So Dante's part. wolf must be very intuitive. Like he could sense what was happening, you know, yeah. which was really cool. And then, of course, we have, you know, the great banter with uh, Greta, oh, the grandmother. Meet the grandmother. So this is... I really loved actually the banter between Greta and Taryn. So Greta is a hard ass bitch, okay? And she pretty much hates any any she hates most people, most wolves. But she definitely hates any woman that gets close to her grandson. Like nobody is good enough for him. Nobody, nobody. is good enough for Trey. She yeah. call and she, she calls also her a hussy. Yes. A hussy, a slut. And even though she knows that this is fake, like yes. she still cannot. She get can't past abide. It. And it's so funny as Taryn calls her an old crone. She's like, it must be really hard when you're dead. To yeah. Actually, like she always says, <laughs> calls her a corpse. And I love that it's like they give it right back to each other. And later, I love that we Greta finally admits to Trey on the side, not to her, that okay, I kind of like her. She reminds me of me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you and know? that's another thing that made the banter between Greta and Taryn okay for me. Like all these barbs that are that they're throwing to each other. Yeah. It made it okay because in Trey's point of view, he was observing this. And of course people could step in and be like, Greta, calm the fuck down. Right. But Trey was like, I see the way that both of them are feeding off of this. They really like this. And this is just the way that they interplay with each other. Yeah. So I'm not going to step in, you know, if, if it, if I felt like it was something more sinister, yes, but they're having fun with each other. And so like, it it was just an understood thing that this is how they behave toward each other. Okay. We skimmed over something we should definitely talk about. Uh, so about the first night of sex, because, for an she, the one thing we didn't really say is Taryn is an alpha female, okay. And for alpha females, and just because she doesn't shift doesn't mean she doesn't have like alpha right. dominant urges, you right? Know? And not only that, that they can't sense that power within her when she like you know basically like pushes out her her magic or whatever, they can sense it and it does make others cow down to her a little bit, you know, which yeah. I really loved. She also has super speed and super strength. And she can still she's like not just a normal human yeah, just because she, can, she can't shift. You right. Know? She can partially shift a little bit. She can uh, her teeth and claws can come out. So she's she's pretty fucking tough. But the thing is, too, is that for an alpha female and for all females, like the man has to basically dominate her in bed to get her to go to bed to, to fuck her, basically. And so she's always like she's like, oh, well, if you can catch me, you know, like it's like, y'all, <laughs> this bedroom scene. Oh my God, it's so good. And I love that he's just like loving that she's running, like basically running from him and fighting him it's off. It's playful. Yes. At the same time where it's just like you really, I really felt like these are two that could like actually like overpower each other. Like yeah. they're dangerous individuals, which kind of heightens that sexual tension as well. Because yeah. it's like, this is a person who could take me on, you know? Yeah, it's like this awesome. is a person who's not cowed by, especially for Trey, cowed by my reputation. Mm-hmm. And she's giving as good as she gets. And I, I love this. And she yeah. loves it, too. Because it's nice, alpha female. She's like, she has very powerful um, abilities. And it's nice that her partner in this beautiful bed <laughs> play is yeah. powerful enough to overpower her. Yeah. It, there's something sexy about it. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, it's it is. absolutely it's, it's sexy. It's super sexy. I mean, it's not like, I mean, and her wolf the whole time is just like, Hell yeah. You know, it's like totally into this because she wants to be dominant. An alpha female has to be like, it's, it's a dominance thing, you know, yes. and your man has to be more dominant than you for you to respect him and like want him, you know, desire him. And so at least so far in what we've read. Yeah. In this and so series, far what we've read. Yeah. And so. I really love their bedroom play. And there's lots of sex scenes in this one, too. So you will not be wanting for sex scenes in this book. (laughs) No lack of sexy times. I also really love how... So Trey does feel protective of her. Even though he knows that she's really capable, he does want her to, like, stay at at their home home base and stuff. 
So when he has to have a meeting with his uncle Daryl, who is challenging him basically for the, you know, the alpha position, he wants to merge these packs and stuff. They actually have like a mediator yeah. that they have to meet with first. I thought that was really cool. It is really cool. I mean, it definitely shows that they have a higher, higher, or, yeah, organization mm-hmm. um, hierarchy between the packs and stuff. Yeah, um, they're definitely not isolated packs that don't have communication with each other. Mm-hmm. So Taryn insists. She's like, "I'm coming with you." And like at first, Trey's like, no, 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 no. But Taryn always gets her way. Let's just say <laughs> that. Taryn always gets her way. And I love when they go there and uh, Taryn kind of calls his uncle out on his bullshit, just being like, look, we all know what you want. You know, you want to take it from him. And I love how she's such a ball buster and she throws people off their game. And I also love how for the mediation, it doesn't go well, obviously, because mm-hmm. He is not going to forgive his uncle for standing by while his father abused him. Um, and he is not going to give up his position as alpha, obviously. So he's just like, okay, well, that's a challenge. I yeah. accept this challenge. Yeah. We're going to do this. But they have to wait 12 weeks because the mediator gives them a chance to back out. Because it has happened. Sometimes emotions run high, especially right. with all these, you know, alpha vibes, these dominant vibes being thrown around. And once you get to calm down, maybe somebody's like retracting whatever challenge that they throw down. But we all know that this is actually going to happen. So they have 12 weeks to reconsider. And Taryn has to be there for three months. And he knows that his uncle's shady and he knows that he needs allies. And one thing that's really cool, Taryn com- coming from a really big pack and his father's all about her father's all about allies. Mm-hmm. She actually introduces Trey and his people to this network. Yeah, to Rhett. So Rhett is like the tech guy for mm-hmm. the uh, the Phoenix pack. That's the name of Trey's pack. And like, I love that. She's like, well, do y'all have like your, um, you know, your your wolf pack web, whatever. I forgot what it's called. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's like, um, okay, let me show you this. And he's like, <laughs> you know, and she what, she looks at um her pack. She's like, look, this shows that the alpha is the center. It shows who his beta is. It shows how many challenges he's, because like, so there, what, what it's called, like when you challenge one-on-one, it's basically you're challenging, not always to the death, but definitely who's going to be, basically it's like a fight, you know, a wolf fight, okay? Yeah. And so, and they keep track of that, like how many challenges you've won and stuff like that. And it's, put on the web so it just kind of shows you strength of numbers who their allies are which is useful information to have yeah and he's like not only that like you know once they get uh once taryn and Rhett get them up on the web and trey is super impressed with this all of a sudden there's these other packs reaching out to them yeah you know because they can now communicate yes exactly and trey does have a reputation you don't just come knocking on his door (laughs) right nobody's gonna go I want to be allies. <laughs> but I can send a message over through cyberspace where he can't get me if he's not friendly. <laughs> yes. He's not receptive to this. Yes. So one moment that I really love in this book is when Roscoe comes calling because he oh. is not happy that Taryn is out of his reach and basically says, like, that's taken. my mate. You've yes. taken my mate. And when there's – like, Roscoe even comes with, like, 40 wolves and they're like, show me that you're afraid without telling me that you're afraid. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, you bring so many fucking wolves like yeah. crazy um and so taryn goes out there again she fights to be able to go out there because yeah. he just wants her to stay away she's like we're an alpha pair yeah we, we need to show a united front and this is where trey finds out exactly what roscoe like had yes. planned for her oh my god because since she is a dominant wolf, Roscoe basically told her point blank to her face. Yeah. Saying, like, I want to break you. Like, I'm yes. going to be so excited to break your spirit. You're going to be my little slave. And you're going to be my little slave. You're going to love doing whatever I want to say to you. And he is stupid enough to basically confirm yes. this whenever she accuses Roscoe of wanting to do that. And <laughs> oh Trey's like, are, you, are you, that what you wanted? He's like, Trey. Well, yeah. Who wouldn't want to break an alpha female? Who wouldn't want to Have break a this dominant slave like her owner? Trey's like, this is it. We're no more talking. No more talking. And I love it goes to the death. And that's like it. It's like, and then like goes. You're a dead man walking right now. (laughs) Just want to let you know. Oh, and I love the thoughts in Trey's head. Both he and his wolf are 100%. I'm going to kill this motherfucker for even thinking of doing that to my mate. So this is early on and we're getting such possessive vibes for Taryn. This is not show, guys. This is not show. This is his true feelings. How dare this person take this beautiful dominant woman who is amazing and want to break 
her, yeah. like, I will erase you. Yes. <laughs> I he, will erase he you. He is the psycho one. Roscoe's the psycho one. So I, and look, I was a little surprised because I kind of thought this was going to be a lingering villain. Y'all, no fucking way. He guts him in like less than a minute. <laughs> and then he <laughs> Pulls continues, out to, continues and, to play with him. Y'all, like a rag doll, is tossing him around like, this is my toy. I really love this scene because we they describe what it means for him to go feral. Like the wolf is in full dominance. He's basically ape shit crazy. Like nobody can get near his like toy. He he, he will is, he like, will attack his allies because his wolf is yes. in such a, a state that you can't reason with him. But this is a sign, y'all. Taryn's like, no, I have to calm him down. I have to get him away. He's hurt. I need, she's also a healer. She feels know. compelled yes. to she's heal like, his to small heal wound, him. but still he yeah. she but wants also to- her being compelled is another sign. Yeah. You know? It's like all these signs are like coming up that like she's like, I have to help him. Like I'm going crazy myself and dante and all them are like no 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 none of us go near him when he's feral like you just have like to wait we've it tried out. to approach you, him and he is not friendly like no and we can't like, let you you put yourself in danger like this she's like he will smell me and his wolf will recognize me yeah just leave it to me okay it's like but you're not true mates but they are yes <laughs> i mean oh. if this wasn't the Biggest sign that they were true mates. Oh, we didn't even mention this. I guess this is a good time because I want to come back to just like how she handles him. Mm -hmm. But the reason why they're so sure that they're not true mates is because both of them have said that they knew who their true mates were when they were younger and both of their true mates died. So she was best friends with the little boy. Their their moms, Joey, their moms were best friends and... Um, she loved him and they were like hanging out all the time. And when Joey died in a car accident, which also killed her mother, um, and his mother as well, she felt such a loss. And, and so everyone was like, well, that's the loss of a true mate. Loss of a true mate. So she she thinks that she lost her true mate. And then we find out later, this is like a later revelation, which I knew. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's not your true mate. No. <laughs> and then we find out later that Trey was like, how old was he? Was he like 8 or 10? And was, there, yeah. was, there was this baby that was born. And basically, the baby's mom put the baby in Trey's hands. A, a baby. Like, like absolute. Like I'm not even talking a toddler. I'm talking a freaking baby. And the mom of the baby said, oh, look, she loves you. That's your true mate. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> I was like, how do you know? So there is one thing which I guess I have like a question about in the series is mm-hmm. how do how do people know for sure that there's a true mate? There's it's really not Before established. The bond is set, yeah, it's really know? not well established because you're supposed to be able to sense who your true mate is, but some people aren't sure and they can yeah. be tricked. Like this instance, there's two people in this instance that were not tricked, but they thought that they had found their true yeah. mate, which was obviously untrue. And then their true mate's right in front of them and they keep r- refusing the bond because they're like, that's not my true mate. Exactly. And then I'm up to book three in this series. And so there's one person that says when she was in high school, this boy tricked her saying, oh, we're true mates. And so that he could sleep with her. And I'm like, why is there not like a thing that you yeah. can tell like, oh, for sure, yeah, that is my true mate. So See, I'm just wondering, I, yeah. how, how how do you know for sure? And I definitely, like, we, we think, because Suzanne re- reminds us a little bit of Nalini Singh's uh, Side Changeling series. We've talked about that a little bit. Like, in, But in the Side Changeling series, like, when you find your mate, it's like... It's, it's knowing. It like, is knowing. It, you can't deny, like, you feel... The start of the mating dance, yeah. basically, is what it's called. It's the pre-bonding feeling. Yes, yes. And, and the male can feel it, and the female can feel it, and there's, like, steps, and then there's acceptance, and then there's yeah. the bond, which it, they can feel on a physical level. <laughs> like, it's a physical thing. You, you cannot deny and mistake, oh, this is my true mate. Like, there's no mistaking I it. I love it's that either, one. It's there, it's not. It's so I just good. was thinking about it. Why is, why is he doing this? Uh, they're, you're in the mating dance. What's that? <laughs> Oh, well, let him explain that, that so to good. you. But this also, y'all, I was telling Justin, I was like, it reminds me of like when you go into true labor, like 
There's no fucking not knowing you're in true labor. Like the comparison of Braxton Hicks to like the real deal. Um, yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, it's not like a question. And so I guess I w- thought it would have been more like that, you know? Yeah, which I'm glad that there were scenes like this where Taryn does approach the wolf and just talks to him, croons yes. to him like, come on, you come, come over, come away from your toy <laughs> and just crooning She's to so him funny. and he listens to her and then then, like when I think it's Tao maybe that is protective of Taryn and so starts to walk closer and he's worried that um, Trail turned feral like on Taryn but he actually turns on Tao because he's like I don't want anybody no near. male can get near my woman exactly and so she's like just back the fuck off and let me handle this and she fucking handles him yeah. and he calms down faster than he's ever calmed down before and it is great. And it's one of the biggest indicators that it's like something's different about her. Yes. If his friends that he's been knowing for all of his life can't can't seem to calm him down and nobody else is yeah, able these to calm are him down. Brothers. But Taryn, yeah. These this are, person who has just walked into his life can calm him down. Yeah. That's that's, you know, you know. So anyway. Um, and this is how we get to the point where Trey needs to take a step back because he's reevaluating this relationship with Taryn. He's shaken by how his wolf has responded to Taryn. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. We have three months of pretending this. I'm afraid. He is. He's afraid to get close to people. Yeah. Um, because he's had, he's very distrustful the way that he grew up. And his the way that was he was basically abusive. Mentally, and just cold. physically, very cold. Yeah. And it's made it really hard for Trey to form like these bonds with people. And the bonds that he does have with people are like, People that he's been knowing forever. Yeah. And, and like his, even we, um, we should probably mention his mother. Like when he broke from the pack with his father, his mother went with him because mm-hmm. she, you know, and she was submissive. So she was never able to protect him from her father, his father, from Trey's father. But when he left, when Trey left, she's like, she made I'm a going stand. Yeah. And so, but the problem was she was separated from her mate and she, and went, they were imprinted, but they, they were imprinted, true but mates. they weren't true mates. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's so Im- imprinting is like a chosen thing that a, you can yeah, do. And it does mates. create a bond too. But right. it's not the same as true mates. So. Right. And so, but in the midst of that, she did go through this kind of like separation thing that she ended up going rogue. And when someone goes rogue, there's no coming back. Like yeah. the only thing you can do is put them down. So Trey had to kill his own mother. Yeah. And so, and that was the woman, that was someone he loved and who loved him. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, now he's just, he's afraid to get too close to anyone. Right, exactly. Because if you form those types of emotional bonds, he's seen what it's done to his mother right. to lose her mate. And he doesn't want that for himself. He doesn't want to make himself that vulnerable to any woman to like, maybe he'll one day have to kill the mm-hmm. love of his life or something. You know, what if he does go feral and he attacks his yeah. mate or it's something? What if his mate just leaves him, you know? So they're so, very vulnerable moments to Trey, this big badass right. alpha that I really love. But he also realizes, you know, th- that she could be in danger because Daryl could target her. So she puts Tao as his bodyguard, which is probably not the wisest decision. <laughs> <laughs> and Taryn does notice this because Trey, where he was once super attentive, Always right. with her, suddenly takes a huge yeah, step coming back. Coming to her like every night, wanting to be. He's with always her. busy now. He's yes. always busy during the day. He's always in his office, leaving her to her own devices. And all of a sudden, now she has this bodyguard where Trace right. to be with her. And so she kind of knows, you know, what he's pushing he's her pushing away, her. Mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to like beg for scraps or anything. And um, she also has to kind of like reassure her friends as well. That she is in, she's in a true mating bond and stuff. Yeah, Shia and, and Caleb come to visit. So when they come to visit, um, I like how Trey like resolves he's going to stay away. Right. But he can't help himself. He has got to go to her because there's this pull towards Taryn that he doesn't want to feel, but he does feel it. And also, Caleb is a strange male who seems to be close to her, and he's yeah. like not liking that at all. And I love how Caleb was not convinced that they were like yeah. you're lying i don't know why you're lying but you're not true mates with this person joey yeah. was your true mate like i don't know what's going on but like mm-hmm. something's fishy but as soon as trey comes there and they start interacting with each other like he's holding her he's kissing her he's being so attentive mm-hmm. caleb changes his mind caleb's like 
Oh, I see. I don't know and, how, but like, I see. And the interesting things is like all the things he's like crooning to her, like in Trey's point of view, in his head, he's like, he believes them. He feels them. Yes, this but is it's not like, an act. You and know, that's what makes but it's it like, so great. She thinks it's an act because he's been such an ass to her lately. You know? Right. And then we start having these things that are happening to Taryn. Oh, yeah. Vandalizing her beloved car. Yeah. It's not even like a great car or anything, but it's something that she has a bond with and she loves driving and all that yes. jazz. And somebody had wrote like slut on yeah. her car. Oh, and the other thing is she has this affinity with birds. Like they s- seem to like her. They just always come to her. So she kind of, you know, nicknames, she gives them names and stuff. And recently she's had this raven following her around and she talks to him all the time and and that kind of thing but um they find the raven hanging like outside her window or something dead like somebody killed it like to me i'm like okay this is psycho shit like right you know this is like the boiled rabbit in that you know movie (laughs) way back when you know i'm like this is crazy shit you know exactly and i i was frustrated because i was like trey take it more seriously and Mm -hmm. he was just like there's this i mean there is a few people that are very vocal that they don't want Taryn here, yeah. even if it's just for pretend. Yeah, Selma, one of them is mean, Selma, the mean girl, the who mean wants girl. Trey, who and he, he, I really love that he shows zero interest in her. He, he actually says he ma- made a mistake in sleeping with her that one time way back when. But of course, she Poor tries Selma. To, I can't take her character. Oh, she just, no. I, I wish she wasn't as horrible. <laughs> As I she know. Was. It's exactly. desperate and just I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I feel so sorry for this yeah, girl. You're sad. You need to go somewhere Throwing else. herself at him like ugh. <laughs> anyway. I don't like characters like that. I don't like characters in my yeah. book. Um the we the, also, the jealous the bitter jealous bitter ex. Jealous ex who's gonna say these nasty things. Well stop at nothing. Mean. And yeah. nothing throwing herself at the a person who obviously yeah. doesn't want her. We also have uh, Kirk, who is, he's like, we hate all Warners. Like, you know, and she's a Warner. We don't want her here. And he is uh, Brock's son. But Kirk is also very vocal with Selma. Like, he yeah. and Selma and Hope, and Hope is just kind of following Hope, them around. Selma, like, pressures Hope into, like, joining their game. I know. Hope is obviously submissive. There's not a lot thing. There's not a lot of females in the pack. And yeah. so they kind of all stick, stick together. And, like, Grace is already mated and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, Shia. So is Lydia. Uh, yeah, and Lydia. Yeah. So it's, 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 all, it's all just kind of, like, power dynamics. And Selma definitely has a hold over Hope. And Hope, I, feels very pressured to follow what Selma wants to do which freaking sucks for her but even after her friends come visit he's still holding himself away from Taryn and there comes a day there's the anniversary of her mother's death and she has not been acting right like Mm -hmm. Tao notices everyone is noticing how withdrawn she is like she's cleaning the house head to toe and won't even talk to anyone yeah like she she won't respond to anybody and the the way that because like she's become pretty integral in this pack like she's made you know friends with a lot of people and um she always has her pulse on the pack but all of a sudden she's withdrawn and finally they approached Trey and being like, you need to go find out what's wrong with her. Yeah. Like, like first they're like, what did you do to her? And yeah. Like, there's something you that you have about? done. Something is wrong. <laughs> and so he does try to coax her being like, you need to tell me what is going on. What yeah. is wrong? And, and she refuses. She which, refuses. She yeah. runs away because she's just like, I can't open it up to this person who's emotionally unavailable to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, why would I, don't, I? I don't trust you? I don't trust you. And, I kind of like how she gives him the cold shoulder. Me too. She goes in the forest. Um, he has a tail on her, but they lose her. And he's like, we got to fucking find her. So like, they're all Daryl's all the people could panicking. be around, like, kidnapping her. They're all panicking. And then he realizes, like, it would be just like her to go back to the fucking cave system where we're, like, she's looking just, everywhere. She's just toying with us. Get rid of us. She did. She had returned back to their rooms, and she's fallen asleep on the couch, and she has a shoebox yeah, with her. She, well, she'd gone into a private room away from him, a guest oh, room. Oh, yeah. This is the first yeah. time she She's like, basically, like, I don't want any part of you. I'm separating from you. And I really like that because he's giving her the cold shoulder. And now he knows how it feels for her to, like, not open Pull back it. and yes. not give herself to him. Yeah. And he doesn't like it. No. <laughs> so in the shoebox, he finds out that um, Joey, this little boy who she's seen pictures with, died on the same day that her mom died. And finds yeah. out that this is the anniversary of her mom's death. And he feels like an absolute shit yes. for not being there should. for her. For not being there for her. <laughs> yes. And she wakes up. 
And she's like, oh, you know, you went through the damn shoebox. And it's kind of mad. And he's just like, please, you know, baby, tell me. Like, tell me what happened. Mm -hmm. And so she opens up about Joey, her mate that she lost, and how she was actually supposed to be with him that day, go to market. It was a thing that they did. And um, she was actually punished. Her dad threw her in the basement so that she couldn't leave that day. So her dad being a shit actually saved her life. But this also does not endear her dad to Trey at all, hearing about the suffering (laughs) that she has gone through. And that's where he reveals that summer he lost his true mate and she was only two months old when she died in her sleep. And so he, he, they both are acknowledging to each other, like, whatever we feel for each other, we're not true mates. We know that, right? Right. (laughs) And um, so we also start to see these vibes. Tao is hinted at a number of times that, um, you know, it's like, well, Trey's not really your type, right? You know, my type is more like basically describes her, the athletic blonde, you know, like, which is what she is, you know. And so we get we're definitely getting vibes that he's like he's attracted to her. He wants her. And then we have a moment. We have a moment. Can I say that now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have a moment where he basically, because he's upset that she's kind of letting Trey back in. Like, Yeah. Now they're sleeping together. And yeah. they're very loud when they sleep together. Yeah. Like everyone here. knows. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and I kind of actually love that moment. Like after that, as an apology, <laughs> he apologizes with his mouth. <laughs> like not for. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, he doesn't. He's like, I don't want anything in return. I just want to basically pleasure you and apologize. Like this is for you. This is yes. about you, not me. You and know? I really, I actually really love that scene. Um, and so then afterwards, Tao is pissed because, of course, he's like, he could hear her moans and screams and everything else. And, um, and he's acting differently towards Taryn, yes. you know, the next day. And she's and he's just like, ta- what the fuck going tells on? Her basically, I, we, I know this is fake. Whenever you leave, I want to go with you and I will be your like, maybe, maybe you'll give, as, Yeah, maybe you'll give me a chance. Maybe oh. you'll look at me differently once he's off the table because you know y'all yeah. aren't – he's not yeah. going to give anything to you. Right. She's floored because she is not – seen this vibe as a, a, a friend. friend like yeah. true friend and i love how Dante's the one who's trey's beta mm-hmm. to tell her like everyone could see how tau feels about you yeah except for you yeah and um and then he go and then dante goes and tells trey yeah like tau <laughs> has let it out the bag and trey is furious oh because furious. he knows that it, this has changed the relationship between between tau and taryn and he doesn't want her to hurt and he also mm-hmm. just like I know he's not making a move on my he's woman. Gonna, he's not going to poach, but at the same time, he's like, I can't have this other man. Like, I don't care that he said he wasn't going to do anything until it's done because this is a thing. Trey doesn't want to think about when their relationship is over, so yeah. it bothers him. And also, his that wolf nobody's going to touch her. Like, yeah. she's mine. Yeah, his wolf is pushing him hard. Like, no man can be anywhere near her. Yeah, you know, coveting her like nothing like that. So he is about to go and basically annihilate. Tao and Dante's like don't he's like you'll only Sid she will leave if you do this she will leave she is worried about coming between you and Tao knowing that y'all are like brothers like if you go to Tao now and confront him and hurt him she will absolutely leave and never come back. Yeah so so, Dante's the one going between them calming them both down telling telling I love how this is where he first starts getting giving hints to Taryn being like, listen, he didn't react well to the news of Tao basically declaring himself for you. Um, I think you better prepare yourself that this is more than just fake mating. And right. she doesn't want to hear it. They literally are refusing yes. to see the fucking yes. signs. Dante's, Dante's like, y'all are both stupid. Spell it out <laughs> for them. Fucking y'all. stupid. Huh? And um, Trey's coming to the realization that he can't bear the thought of her leaving in three months. So it's one of those things where it's like they don't want to think about it because they know that this isn't going to be an easy thing. And he's Mm -hmm. at this moment not even sure that he can let her leave. But he, like I said, he doesn't want to confront a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And there's there's certain things that have been happening like when they're intimate. He's noticed like – he and his wolf cannot fucking help marking her all over. Claw bite everywhere. And they enjoy you know? that kind of yes. like battle oh, yeah. we for should dominance. Say, yeah, we should say this is like something they enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Being bitten. And um, But like for this moment, she's upset. And Dante's like, you need to go comfort her. Yeah. And she's like crying in the shower. And he approaches her. And she goes on, you know, what they normally do is they fight each other for dominance before they before they have sex and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he knows he like sees something different this time. And he realizes that there's another reason. It's not just because it's fun for her. This is almost like PTSD type yes. of fighting. Yes, you it know? is. And also she refuses to mark him. 
which is really like his wolf needs wants, that. He wants, wants it, it so, so bad because that's her claiming him and she refuses to do it. And I like how now he's putting herself putting himself in her place being like what would it be like for to be a latent dominant wolf in a pack where people treat you as less than and you always have to prove that you're strong even though you can't shift like you're just as strong and this is her wolf like trying to assert the dominance feeling like she has to always be on the defensive Mm -hmm. i need to provide a safe place for her and i love the conversation that they have in the shower and he's just like I'm acknowledging your dominance. I don't want, I don't, I, you're strong. Like your wolf is strong. You're strong. You're beautiful, but you're safe with me. You can like go with me. Can, oh God, it was such I know, a beautiful scene. I love, he's like, you can submit and surrender to me and I will like, take care Like in this moment, you. in I, this, you're not submitting yeah. to me any other place besides here. Yes. You know? And I love how she, he could see her just like go and relax. Yes. And she needs this. She oh, needs this. So and it good. is so fucking great because in Taryn's point of view, she realized she, she was like, he really does respect me as an alpha mm-hmm. dominant female wolf. Yeah. And her wolf recognizes it. And so it's just like the sense of peace that comes over her. And it's just so good. I love this. It's so good. And, um, oh, we should also mention too that. So her uncle, her uncle was like the one person who was kind to her, but he left the Warner pack way back when and joined another pack. And she's thinking like after this thing, this temporary mating is over with Trey, that maybe she can go to her uncle's pack and maybe his alpha will accept her. You know, she's planning for the after three months. And like, like I said, she doesn't want to leave, but she knows she's like, I can't get too attached to him. I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to have to make plans. And he doesn't want me to stay. So why should I? Exactly. Um, And then they actually have a meeting with her father. Her father calls a meeting, wants to meet in person, not like the other alphas who've been contacting him and be like, yeah. we can have verbal agreements. <laughs> Her dad's like, let's Shoot meet. you an email. <laughs> so they meet at a diner. And one of my favorite things that comes out of the scene, not only this Trey being like, yeah, I want an alliance, but like also you're not going to like roll over on me. Like yeah. I, I will stand up to you, even though I want this alliance. Yeah. But there's this other mean girl that shows up and it gives Taryn a chance to let out because she always holds back her, her dominant her vibes, her mm-hmm. alpha vibes. She's so powerful and she's never let her dad see how exactly powerful she is. Like she can literally make other wolf shifters like cower and back away from her that she's so powerful and she lets loose because she's done taking Brody shit mm-hmm. and her dad is flabbergasted being like, why did you never tell me? And she was like, why the fuck should I? Like, like you yeah. treated me like garbage and that would just be another thing that you could use me in your arsenal because he did. He wants to make an, a, a treaty with Trey where they could still use Taryn for her healing abilities. Mm-hmm. The thing is, when she does heal, it takes something out of her. When she healed Trey, she basically passed out from it and he, his wolf was frantic like, you won't heal another person ever again yeah. because it hurts you. And she's like, I'm a healer, <laughs> dude. You can't stop me from healing. But I, I just love that. She has that moment saying that you overlooked me because you thought that something was wrong with me, but I still have stuff to give. Mm-hmm. And that's your fucking fault that you don't have access to that anymore, basically. Yeah. A big F you to her dad, which I fucking yes. loved about. I, I loved it. So, yeah, they're kind of talking about Alliance. Nothing really is set in stone after this, but he's yeah. thinking about it. I like it. And then they also go on a visit to Uncle. They're invited to Uncle Don's um, pack for a mating. It's a mating ceremony. And this was really cool to see, too. But so when they go there, um, Trey cannot keep his hands off of her. Can't. He is just like his – it is something about being around these all these other – this other and the other alpha, Nick, is kind of like checking her out. Oh, he's yeah. Like, he's like, wait. Nick's like, I might be interested. Hello? <laughs> and he's like basically back the fuck off. Like he is completely <laughs> – in alpha mode, like she is mine. And, um, even like after they, I love how they watch the, um, mating ceremony and there's lots of different ways that mating ceremonies happen. Sometimes they're just like, they publicly share and then they like sometimes have sex like in front of people. Some people are stuff. exhibitionists That's after it. the yeah. mating ceremony. But he's like, but she was really shy. The, the bride, I guess if we could call her that, uh, was really shy and they just kind of snuck off together. And so then everybody's just kind of partying and having a good time. And, um, Trey basically keeps her close the whole time, <laughs> gives her attention the whole time. But at the very end of the night, he hadn't gotten a chance to talk to Uncle Don because he wanted to talk to him about basically, you know, 
he wanted to confront him because Don was saying, y'all aren't true mates, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And so then... He's been kind of aggressive towards Trey. He does. He's like, you know, I know you can't give her what she needs. And all of this is really hitting Trey hard. Like, you can't give her a family. You can't give her, um, you know, a safe harbor. She she deserves that. And he's and basically, he talk, throws it back to his face. He's like, where the fuck have you been? She's been with her dad, who's basically verbally abusive, and hand her over to this asshole. And you were never there for her either. And so yeah. they're kind of having a little standoff on Taryn Wilson. was like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. And Don <laughs> says they're... Whenever she leaves, like there's plenty of of uh, wolves who are actually mate with her. Like you're doing this pretend thing, yes. But like there are wolves in this pack that want her, yeah. So she's gonna like find now. a better wolf than you. <laughs> oh. And Trey and Trey's wolf <laughs> wants to go for his throat. Okay, yes, want, so... like almost will uh. attack Don. He's like nobody's gonna el- else is gonna touch yes. Taryn. Like, but what's really interesting is that he Don admits this. He's like, y'all aren't true mates. And Taryn loses her shit. She's like, we are fucking. You basically don't even say that. And you can't even, you know, I'm not coming around again. Basically, they it's both like, fuck hate off. people denying that they're, yeah. they're, they're not true mates, even though it's supposed to be pretend. It's supposed to it's, be like, hello. But their instinct is to deny people who are like not accepting yes. of their relationship. Yes. So. I fucking love yes. it. So on the way home, they have a very quiet ride yeah. back. They're both Trey struggling. Is mulling over all They're both of these realizing things. that they're falling for each yes. other. Like this is the moment where Taryn was even imagining like what would it be like to have a mating ceremony with Trey. Yeah. You know? And she's thinking about this shit. And mm-hmm. it's just it's too much because there there's no feelings being admitted at this point. Mm-hmm. And each one is afraid to be the first one to basically come forward because what if yeah. they get rejected? Rejection's a hard pill to swallow. They don't want to do that exactly <laughs> and she ends up by uh avoiding him when she realizes she's like oh shit i'm in love with trey yeah and i'm gonna have to leave and so she <sighs> ends up by avoiding him and i love how she falls asleep with the pack around her surrounding her and he comes and he sees <laughs> and like it's a great oh. thing to see her being accepted yes. and like having the pack have her back whenever she's feeling down but he's also like you're not going to sleep away from me. Yeah. And he scoops her up. I, but I love how they kind of like, they're kind of like growling him a little bit. Him, like, like, don't hurt her. And he's like, bitches, get out of my way. It's my woman. <laughs> and he takes her to their room. And it's just, I freaking love it. Cause, yeah. It's starting uh, to get more tender. Yes. More sweet. And it's it's like, he gets mad because he's like, I don't want her away from my bed because she's become such a routine. They have morning sex. And it's not just about the sex. It's like, you're so integral to my life that I notice if you yes. change a little thing and we don't do it as we normally have been doing for the past weeks, couple weeks, couple months or whatever, like it's affecting me and he mm-hmm. needs her to be a part of her day, a part of his day to make it okay. Yeah. And oh God, I fucking love it. I know. I so then we have it. a little, um, we have a little dominance challenge between them. She kind of escapes him. Yeah. She kind of escapes him. He's like, Oh no, she's not going to escape me. And he goes and like corners her in the kitchen. And it's like, uh, where were you? You were supposed to be in bed. And she's like, basically kind of like, fuck you. She throws toast at him or something. I love it. She slaps him in the face (laughs) with toast. He's like, what just happened? And she takes off running. And of course he chases her. So then they have this sort of this dominance play in the woods, but it also is all about, he's like, this is where he decides, I want you to stay. He's like, I he don't tells want her. He's like, Finally. I want you to be my mate. Like, true mate. He doesn't say true mate, but he's like, I want to make bond as a mate. Like, for real. I don't want you to leave and all this stuff. Like, and he says, any man who ever tries to touch you, I will, I will rip them apart. Like, yes. you're nobody else's but mine. And you need, you need to stay. And that's when a true mate bond snaps into place. And Taryn mm-hmm. knows that this is what they've both been fucking fighting. Yes. But this is also a thing where it's just like i don't know what happened like i thought joey was my true mate and i thought mm-hmm. you know thought the baby summer was, was yeah. summer or summer i'm like what the fuck is her name the baby <laughs> jesus so it's just kind of like they've they're like how can this possibly be so I, there's questions okay there's yeah. questions about that but i love they go back to the pack they're all like grinning like mm-hmm. crazy everyone's like fuck you finally, finally. You two are on the same page <laughs> um and she does say say out loud she verbalizes that she loves him she's like i think i maybe love you mm-hmm. and he says he does admit 
she kind of looks a little bit scared, saying that he doesn't know what love is. Yeah. And that's really sad I that know. he literally has not had that upbringing where he is feels comfortable with expressing that he loves somebody. And, like, mm-hmm. we know that he cares about people. We know that he has friends and loved yes. ones. And obviously he has his grandmother. Like, he has to feel affection toward her, but he's so afraid to, like – verbalize that because mm-hmm. his father teased him about how emotional about yeah. summer dying being mm-hmm. like you know and so he's always been afraid to express that emotion and yeah. i feel i feel sorry for that for train feeling that way i don't like that so then we have a moment where taryn is basically she's like uh lydia and I, she wants to go and buy presents for trey for his birthday and he does not want to let her out of his sight you know he's just like he's like no you're not going i'm going with you i love it. he's like pouting like trying to get her to <laughs> Like sulking, trying to get her to to agree to him, but he won't force her to stay. So she ends up, you know, sneaking. He's worried for her safety. Yeah, he's worried for her safety. He's like, and he also just wants to be with her. He's like, I I can't let her out of my sight. Um, But she convinces him that they really need to go and have some alone time. She doesn't say, hey, we're going to buy you presents. So she leaves with Lydia and they go shopping. And after they're shopping, they're in the parking lot and she smells two wolves behind her. She doesn't recognize them. She doesn't recognize them. Lydia's in the car and she's basically like, lock the door. And um, because she's she was outside putting bags in the back of the trunk or whatever, and they put push her up against the wall and basically you know there are these two thugs that Daryl sent to basically beat the shit out of her, po- possibly violate send a rape message her, to yeah, Trey. send a message to Trey that you know we're gonna fuck you up if you don't um you know give in and all this stuff. Well, they don't know who they're dealing. with. She whoops their asses. She kicks their asses. It is the funniest shit. I. I love this scene. I absolutely love I it. I love this scene so much. So when she gets back in the car, Lydia is like, I called Dante and Trey. Yeah, like, I called him. Lydia was panicking. Lydia is a submissive. Like, she couldn't even believe mm-hmm. what she saw. So she was already on the phone calling her mate and Trey and them were in route. <laughs> and I love so how they're, they're on the way in. Uh, Taryn realizes this wasn't just like a random attack. Yeah. They're trying to get Trey to be the one to break the 12-week yes. yes. notice that they have to wait until they challenge each other because if Trey breaks it, then he's in the wrong. Right. So they're tempting Trey to, to do this, and she realizes that. And so she's like, listen, turn back around. I'm fine. Like, yeah. I, I put those dudes out of their misery, basically. Yeah, fine. We're on our way back, and Trey's, like, screaming on the phone. And she's like, hurt? okay, she's like, we'll, we'll meet up really soon on the road, and I'll, co- I'll come to you, okay? Like, she, <laughs> I love she, she knows barely... she, has to, she has to get in the car with Trey <laughs> so that he does not go and find them. Y'all, it's so funny. <laughs> this is one of the funniest parts. She barely gets the car in park, and he's ripping open the door and pulling her out of the seat. Like, he's just, like, hugging her, touching her, making sure she's safe. He's like, I am fine. He sees a scratch on her forehead almost loses his shit loses his mind (laughs) loses his mind because she has a full throttle for his mate yeah and that was where she like broke the other dude's nose with her forehead which i thought was awesome it was awesome (laughs) and then they go back and don's there which exasperates the situation don has come to visit he still is salty for don saying insinuating that he's not a good (laughs) good enough man for her saying that other other wolves would be happy to mate with her and he's brought his alpha nick who i really like nick i do too Um, so it's just like there's a bunch of things going down the preparing it's getting closer and closer to the challenge date and their allies are coming to help support them and stuff like that and then um there's a new scent on taryn suddenly she recognizes (sighs) she goes to use the bathroom in the middle of the night and her scent has changed and that was kind of really cool how she mentions how um the alpha pair has to become fertile and start having children mm-hmm. and then the other mated pairs will like it's like not a normal fertility thing that it happens re- in packs you it, know it reminds me of true wolf packs like usually it's only um the alpha and his mate who actually have pups you know like i, I mean it's not exactly the same thing. i don't know wolf wolf well, dynamics, I, okay, so, so i, I watch some documentaries <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's true like here. it's only the alpha and in his mate that usually have pups and like the other the other males if they're like teen males or whatever they cannot you know mate with another female whatever they're anyway it's interesting so it just reminded me a little bit of that and taryn they're sitting at the toilet trey notices that she hasn't come back in a while because he's yeah. that attuned to her but she's afraid because it's like he think about it upset. it took them so yeah. long to accept this mating bond she's so afraid that he's going to react badly to this and 
he does have a moment where he's just kind of like, and he shock. wasn't expecting it, yeah. obviously. Okay. He, he wasn't even expecting to have a mate. And then all of a sudden she's pregnant. <laughs> like give a man yeah. a moment. And I love his response is just like, he is so excited. He hugs her belly and he just like, this is great. Yeah. And I'm like, I loved it. So they got to have their beautiful and moment then they, together. And like they go together to the kitchen. They're like grinning, like, like, and everybody could tell. It's like, it's so cute. I love, and everybody's excited except for Selma. Selma's who's fucking still pissed. salty. Oh my God, she got pregnant. What about me? I'm like, like oh, bitch. now, now I Seriously. won't have a chance with them. I'm like, you never. Selma, you need to them. give it up, girl. I feel I don't I like, like, like I said, reiterate, I, I don't like when characters oh, like this are included in my romance novel. She's like, my least favorite part. I don't like the girl hate. I don't like it. I don't either. I don't like it. it. It's just like so My least favorite part of the book, absolutely. Yeah, mine too. And like, or it, it's like even at the it, or at the beginning, could she have like turned, changed her mind and changed around? Oh, by the way, we should also mention Dow also does support their mating when they become. Yeah, once they become true, he's he like, realized, oh well, oh, there's okay. no getting in between that. It sucks yeah. for me. <laughs> sucks for me, obviously, yeah. because I thought Taryn was like great. Yeah. As he wasn't in but, love with her, he but, was just thinking, you yeah. know, they might have a chance because he also they all want to be mated. You know, they want mm-hmm. that. That bond. So Daryl kind of arrives early with of lots course. of backup. The, like t- 150? Trey, yeah. Trey knew Daryl was going to pull some shit like this. Yeah. And they are outnumbered, but mm-hmm. they're confident. And he, Trey's looking at Taryn being like, I know you always want to be on the front lines, but like you're pregnant now. You got to stay in here. Yeah, like don't, is- don't move. <laughs> yeah. And this is where she agrees with him. Even though she doesn't want to, she's like, okay, I don't want to. And like, get you don't want to be a distraction as exactly, well. Like for a distraction. Trey. And she can't shift, you know? So it's like, you would be in danger with 150 wolves out there. Right. You know? Exactly. So she's like, okay, fine. I don't fucking like it, but I'll stay here. So Brock is the one who's, um, the, one of his enforcers who's, uh, back to basically protect the women who are left behind mm-hmm. um, and all the men go with him. And Lydia and Grace ended up by like leaving the common area, the kitchen area and Greta yes. and stuff like that. And so Brock is the one left with uh, Taryn. I was like, fucking knew it. I know. So <laughs> Brock is the traitor. He's he the drugs one. Taryn. He drugs Taryn and basically she can't defend herself at all. She's She ends up vomiting some of the poisonous whatever the drug he gave her so that she's lucid enough to like have a conversation with him but not enough to like fight him off and so he's basically carrying her he's like no he's like what you don't understand is that trey killed my mate his mother was my true mate and so we find out this whole backstory that brock he he had his mate which was not a true mate was a human that's kirk's mom yeah and the only reason he stuck around was because his true mate was already bonded with the alpha which was trey's Mm -hmm. father and so um when they left he thought finally i can have her to myself but she went rogue and trey killed her and so brock blames him yeah because he was like i could have brought her back from that yes but why did you open your fucking mouth yeah you could have you could have said something Come on, Brock. You're really slow <laughs> to be like, hey, look, we're true. If me and yes. uh, your mom have this bond, then like she won't be, you know, withering away because yes. of her her lesser bond with your father. So you he's know? been carrying this flame of revenge. He could have fucking said something. I'm just I know. Saying. He could have. So all this time he's been Brock, carrying this like anger and bitterness. Like I'm going to get Trey back by basically letting his wife his mate his true mate die yeah like um, i want him child. to suffer suffer like i have suffered you know, take everything like, from you yeah, so like, he's, god damn it he hands brock over to daryl and so amidst the fighting all of a sudden trey senses his mates in trouble he's like, well why she's here why, you know, why, why is, is she, she here? here and then he turns around and sees that daryl basically has his claws over her belly like ready to gut her and so we that's have when this. he realizes that he should have fucking told her I love you. Yes. He realizes I absolutely love her. Their bond fully snaps into place. Like I said, there's, there's layers to this mating thing yes. that I'm still kind of unclear on even after three books, yeah. which what, what happens. Um, but it fully snaps into place and this actually gives her the jolt that she needs. Like she almost like gets strength from She's Trey. able to push the drug away. Yes. And, like, and she, and she half shifts with her, with her claws and grabs Daryl's balls, which is fucking 
fucking great. And then, y'all, then he threatens her child to, like, you know, gut her belly. She... Fully shifts. Fully shifts. I was waiting for this to Me happen. Too. I was like, I was I was like she's, she's late and sure. Yes. Something needs to prompt her to shift. And I love we get this all in Trey's point of view. She shifts into this beautiful, creamy, you know, colored wolf. And uh, even though she's smaller than Daryl, she fucking like tears takes him, him on and tears him apart. It's awesome. Awesome. And then, of course, oh. It's so good. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> so then they, they win. So they win. They beat Daryl's crew. And this is where a lot of people kind of show up, like, in the aftermath from Daryl's pack because it's kind of like, well, what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, what's going to happen to the old pack? Um, do some people want to – is, like, is Trey going to become the alpha of both packs? Like, what right. is going to happen? Well, he doesn't want responsibility for his old pack because there's a lot of people who, who, who betrayed who didn't, him didn't and abandoned him. him. Yes. Yeah, let his father abuse him. So, like, why would I want to rule those people who I don't fucking trust? Like yeah. I said, Trey has trust issues for good reason. <sighs> but some people want to reunite. Like, yes. there's there's people – They have cousins and Cousins, and brothers who have been – Yeah, yes. so – He's like, I will accept some people into my pack and stuff like that. And right. y'all can pick a new alpha. Like, I'm not going to divide your territory or anything. Like, yeah. y'all y'all do what y'all want. And-, and they already had a second in place who was going to take over. And so, um, and also Kirk is so ashamed of his oh, father that is- he ends up leaving their pack, yeah, which was he, sad. He Poor thing. Yeah. Which. I, I get it. Um, yeah. Like, and he was, and, and, and Selma leaves, too. Selma is forced oh, to leave. Goodbye, Bye. Selma. Bye, Selma. And now Hope can exist without Selma. I know. <laughs> have now her own mind. Hope can, like, yeah. I'd love for happy. Hope to have a book. I don't know if she does, but yeah. I, I would love to see Yeah, it. me too. Um, like, her blossom after that shit fest. Yeah. We also get the confrontation with um, Trey's not true mate's mother. Um, <laughs> and she's basically kind of angry that Trey has made it with somebody else and it is kind of a sad situation because she is always like to have that person like Trey to share in the grief of she lost her baby daughter and stuff but very unfair because she basically lied I mean she it's Seems like she believed her own lie. Like, I'm going to tell this boy that my daughter is true mates because mm-hmm. her baby smiled at him, which I'm like, we need more evidence. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need more evidence than a baby it smiling. It could have been gas, you know. know. <laughs> Jesus. And she's, like, insisting, insisting that Taryn's, like, basically not the true mate. And she's like, no. Trey's and like, he even no, says, no, like, you need to stop. Taryn is my true mate, and you need to stop this. And you, you need, need to, to show her the respect, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's resolved. That is resolved. And he finally gets to confront that part of his yes. past. Brock, and Brock is formally executed, which yes. is, you know, for treason, traitor, which I thought was appropriate. Yes. You know, pu- like a public execution. It's not like we needed vengeance against him. No, it didn't. feel bad. But also, I mean, obviously, you but can't live after you, that. Yes. You put in danger the alpha mate's. Uh, the alphas and mate the, and only an unhinged child. person, yeah, would be like, this is an acceptable, you know, yeah. vengeance plot yeah. to enact. And you went against the entire pack. I mean, that's treason. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, yeah. So then we have the epilogue, which is the mating ceremony. They have the mating ceremony. <laughs> and by so the way, cute. I thought it was funny. It's like they're total exhibitionists. They went off wolf, wolfy, <laughs> all wolfy. wolfy. <laughs> So I really love this book. It was I great. really love the dynamic between Trey and Taryn. It was a little bit angsty, lots of fun, funny moments, yes. lots of drama, high stakes, mm-hmm. and it was just a really fun fucking yes. ride. Okay. Yes. And I have to say, because this was a big, big reason why I basically got all the books off of KU is because they also come with free audio. So <laughs> hello. I love when KU does yes. that. Like you can't tell before you like you, you know actually you have you have it. to actually see mm-hmm. it. Um you can't like go search it out. Amazon makes it hard for you to find these books that have KU that come with free audio. <laughs> but if you want to listen to it and you have yes. KU, there you go. All right, free. showdown Jess. My showdown scene is when he confronts her wolf in the shower and tells her that he is her safe space yes. and realizes like it's the depth of emotion that he realizes that he feels for her he can't bear the thought of her hurting internally mm-hmm. and he also is just kind of like she means more to me like the effort that he's putting into making her comfortable 
and um, just showing her that this is more than just sex. Yeah. And it, it was it was the kicker for me because I was waiting for Trey to show to like that emotional yeah. vulnerability to yeah. her. And this was it because there's no denying that they are five alarm fucking hot when they bang. So it was like this was the different scene. Yes. This was the different scene where I'm like, ah, this was I, so good. I love that scene too. So mine was actually very similar. It's the one where he ends up where she throws a toast in his face and he chases her into the woods and that's when he finally says, I want you for real. Like, yeah. I never want to live without you. I will gut a a man who tries to touch you. Yeah. Like, I'm like I want you to stay. You're not you. going to leave. Yes. Stop talking about going to yes. fucking Nick's pack. Yes. You're not going to Nick's pack. <laughs> it's not uncle Don can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Like I just love, cause it was very similar to that. And then he admitted like, I need you in my mm-hmm. life. I, I, you know, I don't know if I can provide everything that you need, but I can't live without you. And I just love that scene. Totally agree. Absolutely. So, Great episode. Right. It was awesome guys. All right. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing The Professional by Cressley Cole. Can't fucking wait. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little HEA.